We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. I'm Bree. I'm Lynn. I'm Vicki. And, and we, we are Telling Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we did that great. Yeah, and we're 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 on a very different path right now. We're sitting in a bed. We're having like a little slumber party. Yeah, with our microphones in Bree's room. Yeah, like Geneva. And it's pretty Wisconsin. cool here, it Wisconsin. Is. Cool and cool. Yeah, it's a little chilly. Yeah, little I mean chilly. it is November in Wisconsin, so I know, and and it's still beautiful though. Mm-hmm. This and is this is a place that used to be the the Playboy Mansion. I mean, not the mansion. No, one of their. Um, um, it was a club. Club, yeah, Playboy Club. I read the history because you know I had to go back when somebody told me that I had to go back. This was like the swinging place in the seventies. Oh yeah, everybody was here. Hef came all the time with all of his girls, his bunnies. Yeah, all the famous people were here. Hef has walked these halls. We <laughs> well, are among gods. <laughs> well, if we want to call it that, yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of joy was was going on in, exactly. in these rooms. There was lots of laughter and lots of fun. Yep. So we are here for a um, uh, our program, and it's a fantastic event with a whole mess of people that have recovered from this horrible, hopeless condition that we used to be in mm-hmm. and become very happy, joyous, and free most of the time. Most of the time. But, you know, life still happens. Yes, it sure freaking does. So I guess we have to do first thought wrong. We should. But can I say first before then, um, so this Soberfest, this is the second time that I've been, and I can't express to you how cool it is to be in a room with 3,000 other sober people. And there's just such energy and love going on. It's so cool. It really is kind of mm-hmm. an out-of-body experience, or in-body, but like yeah. a, an, an energy kind of It's palpable. Swarm. It's yeah. like you can mm-hmm. feel the energy. Good word. And it just always amazes me that we're all there and we're sober. Like, yeah. <laughs> and to look around and be like, you are drunk, you are drunk at your worst, you know, try to imagine what the, you know, right. what their yeah. stories. And then just to laugh to think, I'm never going to see that, you know, well, we're all sober. We're like, free. We're like, what I keep hearing this, this weekend is about freedom and being free and being free, free, free. So I that's like been, it. That's been the word that's been jumping out at me, me too. Me too. Free. We're free. And you know, when I first um, started the journey successfully, my first sponsor, she looked at me dead in the eye the first time she met me and she said, are you happy, joyous and free? And I said, no. She said, do you want to be? And that was that was the beginning of that journey. Right. I mean, mm. it's it's interesting how we all have different sentences or different moments where someone asked us a pivotal question and mm. that pivotal question could have been worded differently each time. Uh, but when we're asked it, we can all go back to that moment and remember that. Yeah. I mean, mine was I was in the car. I just told my sponsor that I had been doing marijuana maintenance for 25 days and, you know, I told on myself and she's like, are you willing to go to any lengths? And that was my moment. Are you willing to go to any lengths? And I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot of Big Lots, (laughs) (laughs) ready to do some shopping. Hi. Um, And... 
I said yes. I said yes, and yeah. I meant it. It's a, That's the difference. It is. I said yes, and I was ready. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's awesome. It is. So let's do our first thought wrong. First thought wrong. Okay, well, I am taking a final exam for my uh, life coaching. Vicky, by the way, is doing our first thought wrong. Yeah, this is Vicky. Um, <laughs> As if you didn't know her voices, but sometimes I feel like I need to clarify. <laughs> I don't know why. How about we just say our names every time we talk? Yeah. By no, the way, I'm, I'm Vicky. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> On the bed. In, in, the, in the room with two girls. Um, oh, and, and there's a, a first thought wrong. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's her. <laughs> Boom chicka wow. <laughs> we haven't gotten the pillow fight going yet. No, no yeah. pigtails and, and all and that cute stuff. We're wearing long pants, not, you know, yeah. cute jammies. Um, God, the 70s were bad. <laughs> or 80s. You know, all I can think about is like that was the stereotypical mm-hmm. thing. Oh, do you know okay. what I always think of is Animal House when uh, John Belushi is watching up the window. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. so fun. Yeah. So let's rally back. So I'm I'm taking a final, and I had to do a written part of my final, and I had to do a. I'm doing a like coaching part of the final where I coach the coach, and. In my written final, I really, like, I answered, there were five questions you had to choose from, and I thought I answered them pretty concise, and I looked at it, and I'm trying to make the words a little bit bigger, like the font bigger. I was in one of those things, because it was really like three quarters of a page, right? And she said, usually I get a page, but keep it to under three pages. But I got it all done in three quarters of a page. Like I I said, like, very clear steps that I would advise and Mm -hmm. what other situations it could be and I felt pretty good about it and I sent it um and then she sent something back to me and it was like um that was probably the shortest one I've ever gotten but you packed a lot in there so yay but of course I'm thinking she's being I'm I'm reading it to myself in my head as a very passive aggressive Mm -hmm. wow that was the shortest one I ever got (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's where my head goes. And I know for sure that isn't what she meant. Of course not. And when you told me when you got it, I'm like, I think that's a good thing. She said you packed a lot in. That's good. Yeah. And she's probably really busy, too. Yes. You know, so she's keeping it short. Yeah. You know? She's keeping it keeping it tight. Just like me. Tight, So tight. second thought right was. Second thought right was. I'm stupid and I shouldn't know better than to always beat myself up. What? That was an interesting one. (laughs) Second thought right was I'm stupid. (laughs) Y'all, it's late and I'm tired. So first thought wrong was I'm stupid. Second thought wrong was you're stupid. But the the third Third thought, thought which is better and kinder, (laughs) is that maybe she... that she did mean it. This is so cute. We're giggling like we are at a Sunday I mean, party. We're podcasting at 10 p.m. instead of our normal, which is 10 a.m. So yeah. you're getting 10 p.m. brain here from the all of us, brain. Yeah. which is kind of fun. Who yeah, it, well, and we've been eating so much. Like, well, uh-huh. I've been I've been we voraciously eating um, because I don't want you guys to have anything go to waste. You sure. know, there's so right. much food. Um, well, I think what happens with Vicky is that she goes too long, and then it's like. I have to eat right now. Everything that's in sight. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I'm like, you're, you're going to run your dinner. You need to slow down for a minute. Oh, Lynn was momming last night hardcore. I was momming hard. It's okay, though. We need to all play our roles in different times. Rain and it in. 
And so, I mean, this this whole uh, experience is with our tribe, right? Um, part of our tribe, not all, but most of our, you know, good homies in the program and um, homies, I just said homies. Um, but we're here and we're together and we're like breaking bread together and we're yeah. having fun and we're being respectful and we're not fighting. Can you just imagine if we were all drinking, like if this was a drinking weekend, all the drama that would occur all the in drama. this space. So the, the episode, I didn't really spit it out what the title, like what the, the theme is, but it is about finding your tribe yes. and recovery. Yes. So with that being said, um, I decided to look up tribe for the definition today. I found several and, you know, I kind of cherry picked to what is pertaining to the the kind of the subject that we're going to uh, discuss. And the one that I liked the best was the definition of a tribe is a group of people or a community with similar values or interests, a group with a common ancestor, a common leader. So that's that. Well, we definitely have a common interest. Yes, we do. And that is... Drinking. Drinking. No, just kidding. I know. <laughs> and not Being dr- sober. Yeah. Is not, Sobriety. Well, it's about drinking, not drinking anymore. Exactly. Um, and there was a really funny one from the Urban Dictionary that I remember I wanted to tell you. Uh, people that will be there for you no matter what and who you're guaranteed to have a good time with. Although people may not understand how close they are and their relationships with each other, it doesn't matter because they all understand it and love each other. Ah, that's the Urban Dictionary. That's a good one. Because that really is our tribe. That is our tribe. And I can attest to that. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. And, and, I mean, I think for me, coming into recovery... Um, I had my sister, she, she had already made some friends and she brought me to some meetings. And so I kind of had like an automatic in with at least some people that were, were doing it. Right. Um, and it was helpful, uh, but I really stayed at an arm's length from everybody for quite some time. Luckily I clicked with my sponsor, but it took me a long time to get open and willing to have a tribe. I remember when I first met you and you told me that kind of early on that it had only been recently that you had reached out and kind of let your wall down. And that just seemed incomprehensible to me because you kind of are like that magnet energy that everyone is drawn to. So for you to kind of put up this wall, it was just, it was hard for me to even imagine or visualize that. Yeah. When I first met you, I think it was just a before just before our tribe kind of came together the way it did. Yeah. So, but I, I just remember when I came into program, my mom said, find a solid group of ladies and stay close and butt into stuff. Hey, what is that? Are you guys going to be at that? Can I come with? Can, you know, and then of course I didn't drive, so I had to find a tribe. It was like, you guys were driving the wagon and I was <laughs> hopping on the back, you know, which thank God, like, well, I don't think I would have had this tribe if I didn't drive. Or There's if you so did much drive. Or yeah, if I if I did drive, right, you're yeah. correct cuz I mean so much relationship is built in those those car rides. Those rides. I mean, think about road trips, right? It's the and, ride or die. Yeah, and and the thing that was also cool about when you came in is there was a lot of people that came in at the same time as you and you guys are still coming. Like you guys, I remember seeing you at the meeting, and that's when we used to split up a lot on Saturdays and you guys would sit there and you were all about the same, came in at the same time, and That's we're awesome. just there for each other. Yeah, there was four or five of us 
So that was like that tribe, that early sobriety tribe where we were all like, okay, we got this guys, we can do this. And then it turned into this other tribe. And Lynn, you said the definition said something. We have a common leader. I wonder who our leader is. I don't know. I don't know. Hard to think of. And that's a beauty, though. We do have, I think, kind of an... Un- we have a mama. We, yeah, an unspoken... We don't have, like, a real leader leader. No, no, not yeah. one that we all kind of um, s- subscribe to. But uh, I do feel like we all take that position occasionally, too, to, you know, to kind of steer the group conscious. Well, it's like that skill set thing, right? Mm-hmm. When it is your time to step up. or I always say when what's so great about our program is that everybody's not in a bad place at the same time. Thank God. Mm-hmm. So when somebody is struggling, everybody else is is able to be there. Okay. And 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 it kind of if you're not struggling really bad, if you're just struggling kind of bad, it pulls you it and this is another thing I've been hearing all weekend is when you help another alcoholic, it pulls you out of your pain, yeah, right? It does. Which is important. Yeah, totally. Um, as far as like the tribe go, business goes. So I, I've talked about this a little a few times when I was trying to get sober originally, and I was in Kentucky, and I was really struggling. Could never really connected with anybody. I I put that on me. That is not those. It was not their responsibility nor their fault. But I was just not um, at a place where I could feel safe enough to reach out to these people and to like you said walk up and go hey what are you doing where are you going i'm new i need some help couldn't i was nowhere near that so it wasn't until after i went to alaska met those kind people and kind of got me on my way that was like my training wheels so i had a little more confidence and i kind of understood the language and the culture and what i needed to do but so i moved to illinois went to a few meetings but i had already stopped kind of going to meetings and then i met vicky and some other people at a retreat and I, I always say this, that was the moment that changed my my path and my program and my sobriety, that moment when I met you guys. Well, and that was such a kismet, that mm-hmm. word keeps coming up, but that really was such a moment of like, oh yeah, we're friends. Oh yeah, we're you're my yeah. people. Yeah, it was completely. And for me, it was really that last little puzzle piece clicking in and going, okay, I'm where I need to be now. Well, and your tribe, the energy that you put out is the energy you get back, you know? So your tribe is going to be like-minded individuals and, Mm -hmm. you know, so I just want to kind of propose this question, like, why should we have a tribe? Like, why is it so important for a newcomer or someone who's like been in sobriety for 10 years, but has just kind of been showing up to meetings and Mm -hmm. going home? Like, why is a tribe better than not having a tribe? Or not even better. I shouldn't even say that. Like, why? just why a tribe? Yeah. Well, community for me, mm-hmm. like for me, it was a place where I could get real. Because I think I always got real at meetings. I was always very honest at meetings. But it's that next level of actually moving the principles into your life and, and, and that trusting of other people trusting that what you're giving out, they're giving out too. Mm -hmm. Like I felt very comfortable giving out and helping others, but having a real hard time, you know, trusting that other people were really that way. I don't know. It's, it's like a place to unwind and you can, you can be yourself and know that somebody has your back and that if some, if you, if you leave something or if you go somewhere and you need to chat and you know, you can call these people 
And I think especially in early sobriety, having at least some women that you can go to women. And that picking up the phone part is what was so huge for me. And it kind of makes me think of people that don't don't know. Well, like your situation in Kentucky. Yeah. I don't know how I would have handled that, you know, but God puts you where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to right. be there. And it wasn't my time. And while, while you were talking, what I kept thinking of was safe, safe. So you're in a safe place. You're with safe people. You finally feel like you can be vulnerable and you can talk about it. And um, and no one's going to judge. Not only not just judge you, they're going to love you more because of all of that. And that, I mean, that that is why I feel so lucky and grateful to have a tribe. And it, it is more than just a friendship. It's more than just people with common interests and common likes. It's family. Right. That's how I feel. And yeah. I that's been proven to me, you know, and I was scared that that wouldn't I would never have that in my entire life, that I would always have these cyclical friendships that would just come and go. One of my friends told me once that if you have friends for seven years and they're going to be in your life forever. And when she told me that, I didn't have any friends that had been in my life for seven years. Like my my friendships were cyclical and I've never had a tribe where I felt safe. And if you're not going to drink and the reason why you drank was to feel like you fit in and to to have that connection that you weren't able to have sober, then you need it in sobriety. Like you have to have that or you will not you will go you will still be crazy i think right. well and it and it talks about it in the first step right we admitted we were powerless mm-hmm. and that our life you know i mean we we our yeah. it doesn't say i i i or me that's yeah you know and so i think it's so important that we understand that that thing that you said at the very beginning that we were all broken and our lives were when he said train wreck you know when when i heard somebody say train wreck it's like yeah it was a train wreck and a hot mess and it was always something there was always some i broke my phone i couldn't find my keys i like there was always something big drama i forgot to get my sticker for the car and i got a ticket or you know it was I was always behind the always eight something. ball, and I was alone. Uh-huh. And I, I was, um, I was perpetual accidents, sprained my ankle. You know, did this, did that, like constantly to the point where it was the joke. You know, what what is Lynn going to break this this week or this month? And it was because I literally was stumbling drunk. <laughs> well, There's and I shame behind that. <laughs> no shame. I broke my foot twice, <laughs> not in sobriety, and once in sobriety. True. Well, it's it's for me right now. It is um, comforting. It is. I'd be lost. Right. Right. I would be totally lost. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would be doing um, in this scenario. But it's just. It's the family you choose. It's that thing. I wish I had that thing this yeah. week. It's exactly what you wrote tribe. about the spirit tribe because we just we all need each other, and we mm-hmm. uh, humans want community. Well, and because we want to be able to share everything with someone like the good and the bad and the ugly and still be okay at the end of it. And when something really awesome happens, be able to have other people you can call right away and share that amazing news with. And if something really sad or shitty happens, you can share that too and know it's going to be okay. Yeah, Yeah. right. Thank God. So another question I can pose is um, if you do not have this built-in community, what do you do? 
service work. Yeah. I mean, I think in within yeah, yeah. the 12-step groups, mm-hmm. I think service work is a great place to start mm-hmm. because you you show up and you are there. Like, they tell you to be the coffee maker or chair the meeting or help out in one of these events, be a shusher. <laughs> be a shusher. I, was, I want to be a shusher so bad. Mm-hmm. By the way, a shusher is a person that walks outside in the hallways while there's a speaker going on in the main room, and it says, please be quiet, session, in, or speaker in session. And I looked at Vicky, I'm like, I would be such a good shusher. And I said, you sure would. <laughs> I would be an awful shusher. I would be so resentful if people were not being quiet, and I would be beating them with my shusher sign. I'd be I, like tapping them on the head like, you are not shushing. Yeah. You know what I would be like? I would be like, shh, sorry. Shh, I'm sorry. Shh, I have to say this. Shh, I'm so sorry. I have to say this. And I would have that real scary, quiet voice. I do that with the after school program. I walk up to him and like, if you don't sit down and be quiet right now, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> if you don't like, shush your lips right now. Kick your ass all the way back to Louisville. <laughs> to Louisville. 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 Yeah. Oh, man. But I digress. We all digress. Yeah. So uh, service work. Service work, yes. That's one way. And yeah. I think, okay, so one of our friends, she had like a game night. She's newly sober and she just likes games. So she threw together a, na- a game night, made a Facebook invite, and then just started inviting women from the meeting she went to. And people showed up a lot of people showed up and instant tribe instant tribe and she's like she's finding her tribe and i know it's not that easy all the time to just come in and do that especially like three months sober or whatever but i'm saying if somebody else offers that to you go go no matter how uncomfortable you think it is even like yeah you do this stuff and you leap into it just knowing the alternative is you're sitting at home in your mind and in your head Alone. Stuck. Yeah. It it kind of reminds me of when I was in college and I was trying to find my people in college. I went through sorority rush um, from high school straight to college because that's what all my friends in high school were doing. And I thought you were supposed to. Vicky's looking at me and laughing. Don't laugh. I was also a cheerleader. And, I, you know, I, I've done some things. That still blows my mind. I, I was really good. Thank you very much. Um, I bet. So went through rush and I uh, pledged. And was miserable. Miserable. So the second year of school is when I met my people. And my people were nothing. And there were no hard feelings. It was just I didn't know what else to do, but I knew I needed to meet some people. So this is what everybody else was doing kind of thing. Yeah, so. what a good good example of that when you're at college and you're by yourself for the first time. Like mm-hmm. you have no one to yeah. fall back on. And I, you kind of... Like, I think when you go to Loyola, it's a little bit different. Well, Vicky joined a circus, so I think we all know (laughs) know. why she, you know, not surprising. I joined a sorority. She joined a circus. I also joined people. Who's the cool factor here? Certainly not Lynn. (laughs) I joined the sorority just to get to the frat guys that were the stoners. So, you know, I found my people, too. (laughs) Well, my people ended up being the radio station, and then I did student activities and concert stuff. I'm looking at you so surprised because it's just... Not the vision I have of you. I'll show you the pledge picture. Well, it's for real. I even did wore you pearls. have those bows with the no ma'am for your jeans like no, the ma'am. other girls in Kentucky did? No, ma'am. But did you see? Were you around? You were around during yes. that time. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they all had blonde hair. Yes. Well, we all had blonde hair in Kentucky. Oh yeah. All of us. Do, no matter what. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. So unless you were hardcore punk rock, and then you were black and purple. Hair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's interesting, though. Yeah. My the, the thing that I can say is that when you're in college, finding that group mm-hmm. is so important because you're alone. Like we just we just need family. We need. Right. It's, it's about. It's about kind of. I guess it reminds me because I've been watching Lion King a lot with um, the kids I'm yeah. babysitting, and it's everybody just wants somebody to be with and feel okay with and share life with. And like Timon and Puba, they found each other and they just did live Hakuna Matata and nobody liked the one guy because he farted so bad <laughs> and he stunk. And the other guy kept breaking things because they showed their backstory. There's like Lion King 3. And it's just so cute and it's so sweet that, that that's what all of us just want. This We have this need to love and be loved. And belong. And belong. Yeah. And feel okay. And it's easier to succeed when you have that. Absolutely. So, again, kind of figuring out, um, in my mind, how to find a tribe, if you don't have a tribe, um, how to figure out if it's the right tribe for you. You know, where, how do how do we kind of proceed with this? Well, I have an idea. I mean, because yes. there's been a lot of talk of these meetup groups. Mm-hmm. And um, with the internet, I think there's a lot of Facebook. If you find things that you like, because I'm thinking of people that maybe don't have even this, this option. Because right. think about it. I had a room full of people that were willing to be my friends and I still scurried away Mm -hmm. after every meeting for like six years. Yeah. You know? I mean, I had friends, but I just didn't have pals, like real good Mm -hmm. buddies. Um, But but people that don't, like Facebook groups, go on groups of things that like make your heart sing. That's what I was going to say. If you find something that you like to do and you just do that... It should be a natural occurrence because this needs to be organic. You can't force it. Just like any lesson I've learned in life is you can't force it. I've tried to force myself into some tribes before and it's really uncomfortable. (laughs) They're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. Yeah. If it's just not melding, you can just keep searching. Don't stop seeking, you know? Yeah, don't find your weirdos. Your, right. Find your other weirdos. Yeah, find your weirdos. Weirdo seeking weirdo. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a, <laughs> there's the personal ad. Yeah. That is my golden nugget. Weirdos finding Weird. weirdos. Yeah. Find your weirdos. Mm-hmm. That's your people. And well, you don't have to compromise who you are. If if you feel like you have to change, then they're not your weirdos. I think the best yeah. part of it is if you can fart in front of people, then you know they're your weirdos. Am mm-hmm. I your weirdo or what? You are. <laughs> oh, Bree's a pooter. <laughs> Just saying, if I hey, you're privileged if I let one go in front of you, okay? Then then you're my homie, as Vicky would say. Then you're my, my real homie. You're a ride or die. She's homegirl. If you stand downwind, you're my ride or die. Find your weirdos. Yeah, find your weirdos. But don't force it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just grateful I have weirdos that Absolutely. appreciate my weirdoness and also want to live the same way I want to live and understand the importance of us living this this uh the principles i mean just this new way of living so that i don't get pulled back into the old garbage right and when i do think the old garbage i know it and i can dump it and say it and people are like it's okay okay that's fair Mm -hmm. i get it 
Now move on, move right. along, get off the pity pot. Being my most authentic self and being uh, accepted and not judged and loved for it and laugh. And I'm down with people laughing at me because I know that I'm a weirdo sometimes. But to, when I hear that laugh and it's all about the love because they appreciate my weirdness, it's not that they think it's weird or stupid. They appreciate it. Yeah, it's that cute, like, yeah. oh, you're adorable. <laughs> and isn't that cool? I'm so grateful for that. Now yeah. when you guys laugh at me, I don't get so butthurt about it. It's like actually like, oh, you know, yeah. but like I never had that before. When right. people laughed at me, I, thought they I were was like, at oh, at I am you. not cool. And they see right through me and I'm figured out and they don't like it. They don't want my weird. <laughs> and well, think about my, my alcoholic thinking when I was a waitress. That's a good example because I can remember walking into the kitchen and if people were laughing, I don't care. I always thought it was about me. Same. Always. And it probably maybe was like three times out of 300. You know, I mean. There's lots of fodder in the kitchen to laugh at. Yes. Yeah. And I, every time I would walk in, I'd be like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? (laughs) Oh my gosh. They're going to, did I say something last night? Was I wasted? Like, it was just so much paralysis. That's the worst thought. What happened last night that I don't remember. But. We're we don't there. have to live like that we're, anymore. No. We don't have to live like that That's anymore. That's the gift. And yeah. the gift is is that we are open to being vulnerable enough to be ourselves in front of other humans mm-hmm. and let them be supportive of us. And let them love us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, today is a big uh, full cup of gratitude for me, for sure. Same. And it's, you know, I, uh, we were talking about when were we going to get this podcast done and we we're like, maybe we can do it tonight. And I'm like, uh, I... Uh, instantly, like, I'm too tired, it's too no, late. No, you said no. no. <laughs> Pretty much. In my head, I'm like, it's too tired, it's too late, It'll, I'll be awful, I will suck. So see what I did? I was like, yeah. I will be awful, I don't think I can, whatever. But once I calm down and listen to these two... It's like, we can do this and it'll because be fine. Because the thing was, we were like, well, we don't want to do it without you. Yeah. So it was like, okay, like, sorry, you're going to be a sourpuss, but we want you to be, you know, yeah. your tribe needs you. Bring your sourpuss Bring, ass get into the bed. There, there's my service work for the week. Right. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Well, and when you're doing it, you just get the energy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of gratitude and the holiday of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. if you're in the America, North America, United States of America, wherever this place is that we are at on this blue ball that's in the sky. Um, (laughs) We have a... I love this holiday that's coming up. Because it's... Mm Non-denominational. It is specific to our culture and our peoples. Mm -hmm. And it's all about gratitude. Well, and that's that's the good thing. And, And the other good thing is... We get to help other people get through it that maybe might be their first one. And if it's your first one, reach out to people that are also in... You mean your first one sober? Yeah. Yeah, holidays are tough. Um, Holidays are tough. For so many reasons. We were laughing about it earlier today. It's, you know, we do all this work and we're feeling so evolved and we've really grown. You walk back in your parents' house and it's like you're 12 again. Oh, yeah. And they haven't even said anything yet. No, and you feel like you're going to have a temper tantrum. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, and where where was that person standing on the other side of the door? Right. They had they had their shit together, and then you walk in, and it, we all do it. And it just like anything else, it just takes practice. Yep. But we feel for you in the holidays, and that's why there's and so always... have fun mm-hmm. and know that there are people out there 
that are willing to, if you go to any 12-step yeah. group, there are people out there willing to hold your hand. Absolutely. There is online stuff going on. That's what I was going to say. You know, you could, you could check it out. There is always help, just uh, like a click away. A click away. I, I just thought of something, too, and I, they don't even know that I'm going to say this, but um, on our Instagram and Facebook, we would love to hear from you guys about the holidays. How do you deal with it? What are you scared of? Uh, what are your tricks? And this is for everybody. It's not just people that are working on sobriety because we all have families and they all give a, we all have a triggers they say that we're installed by them that's why they know yeah. how to push the buttons yep. um, and we would love to hear your stories and your coping mechanisms or if you're not coping and you need help you know get, let's get a little chat going on our uh, Insta Facebook stories. page yeah. or Instagram uh-huh. and and the other thing is um, how, what your victories are you know yes. when when you have victories and I've been getting a lot better at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. only took nine years but I'm getting in there yep how do you eat an elephant <laughs> you don't <laughs> leave that elephant alone lynn i like elephants oh, that's just cruel <laughs> it's turkey turkey day <laughs> i don't know tribe in or no what was this tune, tune in, in tune, tune out, out tribe in tribe out, out. peace peace Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.